Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Roger Roger podcast. We had a week off, but now we're back with some Bad Batch stuff for you. As always, I'm Derek. And this is Charles here, guys. Ready to catch up on our Bad Batch conversations here on the Roger Roger podcast. Yeah, we have two episodes to unpack this Tuesday. And they're pretty big ones, gotta say. Yeah, there's a lot of exciting developments here. You know, we got a good balance of both action and world building plot development kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy. I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, let's jump right in with Reunion. That's big episode. Right. Yes, that's right. Episode 8, Reunion. You know, kind of a mixed message here. You'd normally consider a reunion to be a good thing. But in this case, it was very much not a good thing <laughs> no <laughs> definitely not but we did get to see crosshair see what he's been up to and uh that's a good get I that's like crosshair. i mean you're not supposed to like crosshair but i like the character of crosshair yeah i like the character crosshair as well yeah they've they've done a good thing where you're kind of rooting for him even though he's done some pretty irredeemable things and he continues mm -hmm. to um be basically evil you're still right. rooting for him and that's a good accomplishment here in the bad batch they've established him and 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 make us want to root for him even after he's gone past the point of redemption you know multiple times but yeah he's straight evil just he's yeah. quintessential empire yes but before empire too which is very interesting but yeah. yes crosshair is following the power surge on Braca and is headed over there as he's taking a task force and he is planning to attack Omega and the Bad Batch. Mm -hmm. So interesting to see how that plans out. Before that, though, we get this scene where Wrecker is teaching Omega how to deactivate a yeah. thermal detonator. <laughs> that was a good scene. Yeah, you know, laugh. exactly. I like thermal detonators. I like to see Omega going through the stages of actually learning how to do things. And Yeah, right. And she even fails to deactivate the thermal detonator. And that's, you know, the joke is that Wrecker was like, are you kidding me? I wouldn't just put a thermal detonator in front of you. You know, you got to practice. But you might, Wrecker. You yeah. might. <laughs> Wrecker might. He would. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised if that was actually a thermal detonator and they had to, like, throw it somewhere at the last yeah. second and it exploded. Uh, but, no, it was fake. And it's all part of Omega's training, which is something I wanted to talk about. And now that we're here, like, one of the things that I really like about omega in the bad batch is that we are actually seeing moments where she is learning she's learning from tech right. she's learning from hunter she's learning from wrecker you know she's picking up all of these skills she's learning how to use the bow she's missed mm -hmm. a few shots in training and and in this case she's learning how to use more technology and she's failing but she's learning so i think we're making big strides in terms of like okay this character is not like a badass right away. This character is learning and being raised by the right. Bad Batch. And, and we look forward to her career with great interest as a result. Ooh. <laughs> no, but that's a great point, Charles. Because, you know, even before the Bad Batch came out, once they showed the trailer with Omega in it, the internet was spouting a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Of, yeah, I mean, people... Once you have a main, you know, main character syndrome, basically. Right. And I think the Bad Batch is doing this amazingly well. Mm -hmm. You know, characters have flaws. They don't have to be amazing right off the bat. I mean, look at um, Luke from the original trilogy. He kind of sucked to start and he worked. So that's something you want to root for your characters. You want to see them build as you watch and that you get a better connection to them than just you're the best right away. And, exactly. Um, Right, and I think I th that's a great point. Yeah, and I also think that there's a lot of criticism about like a lot of characters in Star Wars that they were just good at stuff right away. And I think Dave Filoni, who's at the creative director seat for right. this show, knows that that's fans' perception and has been making like deliberate attempts to establish Omega as mm -hmm. learning and currently being at the stage where she's still vulnerable and she's still figuring stuff out, but she's very competent. And I, right. I think they've been balancing that really well. And I think that's been like a conscious effort with Omega. I think they really want to do her justice and grow her into one of these flagship 
characters yeah. that we'll get later on in, in, in the Star Wars television universe. So I, I'm all in and I'm, I'm excited. I think it's great. Yeah, there's very few reasons to dislike Omega, which is uh, uh, hard to do. Basically, yeah. for you know, for Star Wars fans to not nitpick something, I mean, it's right. beautiful. And you get you a know? new protagonist thrust into an established story, mm-hmm. and it's like, you, so sometimes you just need them to be good right away because, like, okay, how are they going to go up right. against Cad Bane and and Crosshair and be you know incompetent? But they find a way to have these little moments in here, like Wrecker yeah. and Omega, that I greatly appreciate because right after this, you know, they decide to raid the armory in the cruiser right because this dianoga sea monster jump into that yeah okay um i just wanted to mention um there's speaking of you know handling star wars well there's a little tangent going on right now i i'm sure you've heard that somebody was put in charge of a new star wars project that is Mm -hmm. never watched star wars before so that's just an interesting thing to keep in the back of your mind yeah. So, yeah, I could, saw the headlines for that. I yeah. haven't really been following the story. I think it's just going to be so long before we see the results of like the right. show and things like that. And you know, it it might not be such a bad idea. They've got people like uh, Dave Filoni and um, yeah. that can. Uh, I I understand the idea behind it. Like, but the thing is, if you don't understand Star Wars and what the fans think and all of that stuff you could just throw in another character uh, a character who is unlikable because they're too likable yeah and you know if you don't pay attention so but i i get the idea where hey you know it's a new concept fresh eyes but you know yeah we'll, we'll i, see. I, I think gonna... they're really trying to shake up star wars and get out of this like i've said before creative yeah, bankruptcy think... that they were in where it's like man we have to write around luke skywalker and boba fett and darth sidious and it's hard to introduce new characters when you have to force them to fit these timelines that have or that are so defined but i don't know bringing new eyes in i don't know who this new person is maybe, maybe we can I. do some research and see but um I just heard that they didn't know. Yeah. They never watched Star Wars before. And now they're in charge <laughs> of a project, which is uh, a hot take. It's well, an interesting we'll, move. We'll, we'll have to see more. But I yeah. think Star Wars at this point is very aware of fan perception and is trying to do I something I think Filoni is. I think that's it. Anything he's touching is on point, but I don't know about right, the rest but of Right, but I think the, just the fact that they hit the pause on the movie projects and invested in a Mandalorian show and now they've mm-hmm. anna- they've grown into all these other shows. I think it shows a reaction to what's happened in the show so far. And what I like that the Bad Batch is doing is it's giving homage to all of these fans that love like the Clone Wars and things like that, but it is telling a new story even yeah. though but in this case it's very lore rich and there's tons of easter eggs and things even in this episode we can get into them, but it it doesn't necessarily have to be. I think the Mandalorian and Bad Batch is showing that you can tell creative, new, original stories, and there'll be other people on the team who will be able to tie in some of these characters. But I'm, You're I'm an optimistic guy, Charles. I, I, you gotta be, man. It's new <laughs> Star Wars content. It's, That's fair. It's it, a good point. It's a good point. So, All right, back to the Bad Batch. Back to the Bad Batch. The cruiser, right, guarded yes. by this Dianoga sea monster that they had mm-hmm. been dealing with so there's a decent amount of booty in that cruiser that they're going to chase meanwhile crosshairs arrived and he knows all of like all the plays in the bad batch playbook right so when the when these troopers are like oh our radio signals jammed it's like oh it's not jammed they're here or no it's like oh there's like space interference or something (laughs) it's like no it's not space interference that's tech uh, and yeah, right and then he knew but like, how did they not know that was going to happen they should know there's <laughs> tech in echo are smart they should have known immediately yeah they, hunter should have like thrown out the playbook and been like look right. we're dealing with crosshair we can't I, do the same moves we've always done right. but i don't know maybe the piece of them is still holding out about crosshair or something but they definitely I think it's that they work together as a group so well, and without that final puzzle piece, they're kind of lost a little bit. Right. Because, you know, they 
their mission success rate is not super great, <laughs> which is odd because during the Clone Wars, they were, I think, what, 0 for like 22 or something? I'm trying to remember uh, Wrecker's, I mean, 22 and 0, excuse me. Yeah. Um, uh, his tallies when they went back into the place in Camino, their bunk. Right. So it's just odd to see this. So I really think that without the group as a whole, they just right. I also to make think work, the surviving. mission is not as clear cut. It's not like oh, defeat sure. the bad guy. It's like I guess we're trying to steal, um, well, not steal, but raid a ship for weapons. And I think that's also why they couldn't spice the plan up too much. Like they obviously, they're like their hand was very obvious. And I'm not even sure if they knew that Crosshair was amongst them maybe they did i think they did actually they did so Once the, yeah. the uh, beeping went off on the what is it the panel yeah in the uh, bridge they knew the empire was coming right so it had to be crosshair. so their hand so. was kind of played but still crosshair outmaneuvered them traps them and there's this like standoff moment between crosshair and the troopers and the bad batch Mm-hmm. And they like exchange ideals. And, you know, I gotta say, I really liked this episode. But one of the things that did kind of bother me was this like standoff. It's like a, it's a trope in shows all the time. Yeah. It's like has to happen. But to me, it's like, okay, this was a scene where Crosshair clearly had them arrested. And, and somehow they were able to get out of it because they had this weird standoff dialogue exchange. I agree. It's like, uh, I guess. They would have just lit them up, really. Yeah, you know, I there thought was, this was there like there wouldn't a, have been any talking. I thought this was a new age of television and Star Wars deli- storytelling. So to to see like this classic standoff bad guy talking escape shenanigans like out of an old James Bond movie or something, it right. it. I mean, yeah. they still had guns on the clones. They had, you know, if one shot, everyone would shot. You know, it would have been a. Yeah, a massacre either way. It, so you know, there's something. Yeah, to it. I yeah. I, I'm, I'm giving it a pass, but it did yeah. kind of, it did kind of bother me a little That's fair. bit. And That's fair. people have been speculating on if Crosshair like really like hesitated or not. There's a lot of speculation out there on you know is Crosshair really. It, people were like, did Crosshair hesitate in these moments? Is he no, like considering what's happening? Yeah, I didn't get it either. I think Crosshair's beyond and it will take intervening with his inhibitor chip to turn him back. For sure. So, yeah, he was like, kill the kid, go. <laughs> but I don't know. There, ultimately, he made that decision, but people are still holding out hope from all these little hesitating moments here that he might be trying no, to fight would... his programming. Yeah, I think that's just the writing. Right. Like the like the literal dialogue had the they wanted to put that in so it looks like he was hesitating but it was just like you said a tropey you know right uh, you know a moment for Omega to come to say something you know and for him to go kill the kid you know <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I I don't think so I think that was maybe a little meta reason for it but not an in universe reason I think he is totally controlled by the chip right right and then another interesting. Like it, it gets us into this interesting scenario where they're in like the engine of this cruiser, and Crosshair's like, "Oh, just turn on the ion engines." Yeah. <laughs> so just... it's like, "Wow, that's so brutal!" Like this guy loves fire. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's a flamethrower oh, yeah, or an ion cannon, I know we saw another flamethrower. I was like, "Oh, good lord!" The, the, this guy in fire is brutal. <laughs> Every time I see fire in the show now, I'm I'm getting like flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to the way he treated those refugees earlier on but yeah it's a clever idea turn on the ion engines they're trapped they'll have to come out i'll snipe them bada bing bada boom right. but they use their booty they use the detonators to um make a ring around the ion engine and blow it up to disconnect it from the ship and they were able to yeah. escape and and crosshair gets this like it's almost like they open the ark of the covenant you know where it's like it's in his face <laughs> and he's like ah yeah, yeah, he was not happy. That looked, that was rough. Yeah, that looked that, bad. You know? <laughs> and then he still he's like, "Get me in the ship." Yeah, he's exactly. Still chasing them. He's a he's a badass. I gotta say. Yeah, he's very determined. He's very determined. Well, they have his chip, you know, turned up to eleven too. They keep zapping him. Good soldiers follow orders. Mm. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, that was a cool scene. And then the the I guess it's not the engine itself, but the. 
the funnel, the exhauster, I guess. the exhaust. Yeah, um, splits into two, and then they're separated for a bit. It's a cool. This was a great episode. A lot of really nice visuals. Very yeah. dark too. The whole the whole tone was dark, but also they matched that really well with the setting. Everything yeah. happened at night. It was. I had the clothes like shades windows because it was hard to, it was hard to see it was a little dark of an episode so but when that the color really pops if you turn off the lights and stuff yeah yeah this like it's always good when you can it makes you want to like you know close out the blinds and get like create that like movie yeah. watching environment I, I i think the setting's really cool i love seeing like the weapon stores from like the glory days of the clone Wars, seeing all those weapons and um getting in like the engines of the ships and all that i i enjoyed it all quite a bit i like and even episode seven and eight like i love this setting so much i love bracca and the idea of bracca right after order 66 it's like a super interesting very metaphorical setting of like this transitioning end of an era kind of kind of setting and then yeah, so we we get a really awesome cameo at these moments too when Bad Batch is making their great escape. Yeah, Cad Bane drop. I kind of thought he was dead. I think we talked about that in another episode earlier. We did cuz I speculated we were just trying to yeah, like who's that bl- say. who's that blue shoulder, right? And I was mm-hmm. still speculating that the bounty hunters were involved. I was kind of right, but obviously very wrong at still the same time. Still a good time. guess though. Still, I was like Cad Bane is coming, way, guys. Yeah. I like I wanted to see it. I knew he had a stake in this. I was wrong as to what the stake was, but mm-hmm. somewhat validated with his return. For sure. And I gotta say, did did they like change his voice since the Clone Wars? Because I feel like his voice now is like super deep and rich. It sounded great, and I was trying to remember. Did he always sound that good? Like I can't remember. I think it just might sound better. Maybe they fine tuned it a little bit because I I have to guess it's through some sort of synthesizer. Um, and it's mm. not just a voice actor doing. Oh, that. it's obviously processed, and it sounds right. fantastic. So I, I think they've changed it a little bit, but I, not, uh, not a ton, you know. Mm, right. I mean, the voice is just super rich, and like it's got yeah. this like deep bass and kind of gravelly and mm. kind of techy. It, it's a lot of fun. So he was like Western style, like draw, and he yeah. actually outdraws Hunter, which is pretty I mean, impressive. He's alive for a reason. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's I think right now the best bounty hunter out there. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think he is definitely top build for sure. Seasoned vet. And it only speaks to his skills and that he's able to outdraw Hunter, who has his like enhancements is that he's got faster reflexes and stuff. Right. Isn't that part of what he's able to do? Uh, Or at least he's able to perceive things better than other people. So. His reaction time should to, be right. pretty top tier. Exactly. Right? So mm-hmm. the fact that he was outdrawn by Cat, especially when Hunter was super motivated to save uh, Omega and he still couldn't mm-hmm. get it done. Well, that could be part of it. Maybe he's never had that high of a stake before. Yeah, he's been in moments where he has to save his team, but his team can always defend themselves. Right. Here, he is losing his mind over about to lose, you know, about to lose Omega to Cad. Right. And maybe that got to him a little and he messed up because right. he's worrying too much maybe if it was a normal you know if you took this apart in like a duel with no setting mm-hmm. maybe he would have won but right now i think that could be a big part of it but who knows it's all speculation really right but it's it's just interesting to see cad bane's like i'm gonna say power level <laughs> contextualized <laughs> here and he definitely had a grand entrance he looked great sounded great performed well all those things so super exciting to see another clone wars character make an appearance and cad bane's an interesting one so big big fan he nabs omega and we get have you ever did you ever replay play republic commando no i have not I believe that this scene where they're dragging Hunter away and you're getting like his first person through his like HUD display um, is uh, is an Easter egg for Republic Commando. Like it's oh. because like the story of Republic Commando kind of mimics 
Bad Batch a little bit and mm-hmm. the way the game looks as a first person shooter kind of looks like that scene. So I do believe we got some Easter eggs to an older video game here, which is oh, pretty, pretty interesting. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I never played because we one. did. I mean, just the fact that we're on Bracca is also a callback to another Star Wars right. video game to the most to one of the more recent ones. Um, yeah, if you're going to drop another video game reference, why not there? Exactly, exactly. So it's kind of fun. Like again, Well, I also thought it was just a cool, um, not scene, but a cool POV. You know, it, oh, yeah. Seeing it, looked, the it was very the cinematic. Helmet, yeah. yeah, it was very cinematic to have like a almost like war movie-like scene where there's just That's chaos. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Because you, know, you have that first person like shaky cam mm-hmm. and then it, the... Uh, muffled in the background you hear like the war sounds it's like right out of saving private ryan yeah no the the animation is very ambitious in these two episodes and i'll get more into it in nine because i think nine is better examples but eight still looked great sounded great Mm -hmm. it's just nice to see that i always felt like clone wars was kind of outside of the popular culture of star wars and i still feel like bad batch is leaning that way it really hasn't permeated into popular culture but it's bridging the gap and as we get more interest in star wars tv as you know the mandalorian goes on and obi-wan right. and stuff like that i hope people will come back to this and you can enjoy this at the you know casual viewing experience level and also as a deeply you know enthusiastic star wars fan too you can catch these easter eggs so i just appreciate all of that and i hope it goes towards bringing the deep lore fans and the casual fans closer together that's yeah i think it will i think it will too especially when there's a bit of a hiatus between shows i think more Mm -hmm. people are going to be hey maybe i should watch this right or especially when you're like oh look it's that orange lady from mandalorian season two it's like actually yeah you know there's she she's from years before mm-hmm. so hey you never know omega or the bad batch could drop in real life too that's true that's true because it's revealed that omega is not an enhanced clone and will age naturally which yeah. means that there is more opportunities for her to to, mm-hmm. to pop into a bunch of different locales and time zones and shows and things so yeah. but that gets us into episode nine well um, before we jump into episode nine um, I'm not 100% sure, but does Omega get a kill in this episode? Like a real one? <laughs> like um, not on a droid? I think she does. Like she takes out one of those troopers? Yeah. She I might. Couldn't. I don't remember specifically. Yeah, I am I noticed it and I jotted it down, but I was the fir- on my first watch, I wasn't like, I didn't want to pause to go back because I was really enjoying the episode. But I'm like 99% sure she got a real kill. So that's... Uh, sh- She's in the Bad Batch now, for sure. Oh, yeah, she's definitely I mean, man, kind I of... I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, we've come a long way from, like, episode two, where she's like, stay in the ship, Omega. Like, yeah. don't, don't come she's out here. She's a part of the team. Oh, like, yeah. It actually helps. She's definitely earning her keep, and, and and this one is no exception. You know, she's done really well lately, and it's, I'm just it's surprised good to see it they earned. had her take something <laughs> yeah. out. You know? Yeah, the like, show surprises that's... me every once in a while with, yeah. with the direction it goes, and I'm like, oh, really? Okay. I, I gotta confirm it, so I'm sorry if I'm wrong, guys, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Has Omega killed a guy? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Probably yeah. think so, but we'll, yeah. we'll we'll hold out. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about before we go into episode nine was in episode eight. I think it was Tech and Hunter had this conversation yes. about should we have left with Rex? You know, Tech's uh, mm-hmm. saying yes. Hunters saying no, and I wonder, Derek, what's your like? Do you think they should have le- should Clone Force ninety nine have left with Rex when they had the chance? Well, before I give my opinion, I want to talk a little about. I think this might be somewhat foreshadowing mm-hmm. because this is not the first time Echo has had a differing opinion from Hunter when it comes to this kind of thing, and not from a argumentative standpoint or anything. He's just like. And it's not even from a place like we talked about this in another episode. Oh, we got to join the rebellion because it's the right thing to do. He, he basically goes, man, we're soldiers. What else are we going to do, man? We right. got to fight. That's And Hunter's trying to get away from that. Echo is kind of leaning towards that. And, you know, he also had a more of a rational mentality where, hey, we should leave if the if the empire is on its way we should get out of here immediately forget about the booty it's not worth it and he was right right um maybe not in the long run they get omega back but still it would have saved a lot of hassle <laughs> yeah and um 
you know. So, so what's your theory? I I don't know. Will we get more of a Bad Batch split? Will we see oh. them argue about it in the future? Maybe. I maybe. I, don't know. I mean, the way I see it, I I think you know, Tech's not a very emotional thinker, <laughs> or, or I would say I'm going to say creative thinker, even though he comes up with some Echo. really brilliant. Echo, oh yeah, Echo too. Yeah, uh, but no, I, Echo's the one who had the conversation with Hunter, not Tech. Oh, okay, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. Echo. Yeah. So I think it just kind of serves as a, a way to get a dialogue going of that they considered all the options, and you know, Echo has history with Rex, and maybe if the Bad Batch were to disband at some point, which seems like a fitting and to the show whenever that is i could see echo going back to rex and fighting for the republic but for now i think it just kind of serves as a way to have this exchange of ideas to benefit the listener of like oh yeah this is this is what's going on okay i see that and, and, but yeah i think short term you're right but i think it is foreshadowing a bit of a, not like a oh i'm going this way and i'm going this way not like an argument i think but by maybe the end of season two season three hopefully we get that yeah i think when they realize that they're in a world where you know the the bad batch doesn't fit anymore they might start to disband and find their own identity somewhere and exactly it would be nice to see echo going you know going off and doing echo and tech go to the rebellion maybe hunter and omega be father and daughter on a distant moon you know right who knows that it's just some it's just an idea but To based on what uh, your question, based your question, I it's a tough one. Right. I mean, it's hard to take the context out of it because you know we know the rebels win, right? So right. It, that would be a good place to join. Although they could die immediately, so yeah, it's it's uh they're definitely fighting the good fight. <laughs> but um, no, I kind of I kind of side with Hunter here. Yeah, I would agree. To me, like, the rebellion in me would love to see them go off with Rex, meet Ahsoka, get back in line with the Martez sisters, go on all these missions, and thinking of all the potential run-ins they'd have with some, like, A-list Star Wars characters. I think that would all be great. Oh, I was talking, like, in-universe, not as, like, a meta reason. Well, yeah, I mean, in universe two, there's plenty of reasons. Like, look, they're soldiers, so they would have a purpose. They're friends with Rex. Um, They don't have anything better to do besides survive. They don't know what they're doing. But Mm -hmm. I, you know, the show is committed to providing this neutral perspective on uh, Order sixty six, and I like that they. Said no. I like that the Bad Batch is doing something different than the narrative we've gotten from Star Wars a whole lot already of right. rebellion versus empire, and the fact that we're making this attempt to stay neutral and see what, how we can exist in the world as a neutral entity, is really interesting. So I think they made the right choice. I would have loved to have seen them go with Rex, obviously, but that's not the story we're telling here. That's no, not the not. side of of order 66 that we're looking to get so i get why they didn't it's just interesting as like a fan theory to consider if they had had left with rex and if that would have made a more interesting show or not this will never be answered but it would have been interesting yeah yeah definitely but you know if you think about it in universe too you know maybe the rebellion could help hide them better you know, or they would have more defenses. Maybe it would be better for a, a better environment for Omega. It's hard to really say because mm-hmm. they're not really doing that great right now. Right, right. No, I I have a feeling that it's going to continue to be complicated and confusing. Sure. And but I and I appreciate the commitment to staying neutral, and I like that they had that little exchange of ideas and ultimately yeah. still committed to being neutral. So that's what and I like how it's not tropey. You know, oh, yeah. it's not like they didn't argue about it. They're kind of just really, you know, exasperated and tired. You know, yeah. just, they don't know what to do. They're both lost. And they're like, well, we're soldiers. What, you know. Yeah. It's, it's sad. Yeah. It really it, is. Yeah, it is. It it's kind of depressing. Yeah. It really feels like the end of a of an era, right? The good old days are behind us kind of thing. It's Which is all kind of depressing. So, Well, not even good old days because I don't think they really enjoyed fighting but like at least they knew what they were doing 
Right. Now they're lost. You know, I'm I'm sure they're better off now because they're not, you know, in well, now they're in constant battles, but they shouldn't be in constant battles, technically. So it's just a weird, it's more of a, like a a philosophy, uh, not really, but it's it's more of a a mental problem than a physical one. It's like like an ethical thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. So it's interesting. Yeah, it is, and it's what it's what keeps the bad batch going. It's the whole point of the show, yeah. uh, which brings us to episode nine: Bounty Lost. Um, when I saw that title, I was like, "Oh, they are probably going to get Omega back," and they do. Yeah, which is I know good. that was they could have <laughs> yeah changed that a little. Yeah, good. They've come up with another title here. It's interesting that these perspectives of both reunion and bounty lost are kind of like taking the side of the empire a little bit here where it's like oh man he lost that bounty <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it's like yeah that's a good thing it's, it's like bounty lost more like you know we rescued omega it depends on perspective i guess but you know we get this space chase between the bad batch and crosshair crosshair not looking so hot if you catch my no. meaning and uh, they jump into hyperspace to escape. Or you could say he is looking hot. Yeah, he's looking a little bit too hot. <laughs> Smoking. So <laughs> there we go. A- and we get the confirmation that uh, Lamasu is contracted Bane to hunt down Omega so that they can extract her DNA and then terminate her. Which is uh, pretty hardcore stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised though. They are kind of hardcore. I mean, yeah, they see clones as products. Assets. Yeah, yeah, assets exactly. So they don't see them as living beings, which is mm-hmm. kind of interesting. I guess if you're a cloner, you would that would kind of be your perspective. But does it make it any less messed up? Well, Tan Wei does not feel like that. She is a little more ethical about it, and she, I think, hired on the other side of this. She hired Fennec to completely do the uh, go against. Oh, Nala uh, say no, it's no, Nala. Tanway went. Ag- yeah, uh, Tanway is the one who Lamasu sent to deliver the bounty to Cad Bane. Nala say oh. is the one who is like a mother figure to Omega and I mean. hired yeah. Fennec Sand. Right. Yeah, yeah, they get, all the names kind of get jumbled up here. We got Lana Sue, who's the prime minister who contracted Bane right. to capture Omega alive to extract her DNA and then terminate her. Mm-hmm. He sends Tan away because he's like, I'm not sending you. Nala says like, oh, I'll go and. Lana Sue's like, like no. obviously not. Yeah, <laughs> I, you're I, like her mom. Get you the hell out. you let her escape in the first place. You've developed an attachment. No, I'll get Tan away. She doesn't care at all about Omega. She'll bring him back to be executed. And right. I think we need to acknowledge Tan Wei for a moment here. Tan Wei is the one from Attack of the Clones that yep. welcomed Obi Wan Kenobi at Kamino. So exactly. many wonderful memes uh, that Tanaway <laughs> has brought our way over the years, and it's it's hard to see her go in this one. Yeah, we get a Tanaway Attack of the Clones drop, and then she's killed. That's pretty <laughs> hardcore for a uh, for a movie character in one episode. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to dedicate this episode to Tanaway. <laughs> A million more on the way. Oh, yeah. A million more. Or is it 100,000? 100,000 I think it's 100,000 more. Yeah, a million's kind of a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) But 100,000 more on the way. Godspeed, Tanway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore. Tanway, there's no more on the way like you. You are one and only. Exactly. Exactly. Some uh, some back to tank fluid. Yeah. Back to, I guess, back. (laughs) Pour some blue milk in honor of Tanway. So, yep, I, and I guess wire transfers don't exist in this world. Tanway needs to deliver a suitcase full of money. Well, that's the thing. By the end of the episode, when La... No. I guess Not you could make the argument who's that the, it's... Who's the... Omega Sand? Kamino, no, um, the Camino mom. Nala Say? Nala, yes, Nala Say says she'll transfer the credits yeah. to Fennec. So why didn't she transfer the credits... <laughs> Or why I have no idea. Say, uh, I think they're why didn't supposed Tanway to Tanway transfer them to. There had to be this Cad. exchange, which is also bizarre. It's like, couldn't you just like 
you know, dropper somewhere more. Sp- I don't know. But they went to this. Well, it had to be secret. I think right. They that. went to this abandoned clone facility called Boravio. And yes. Love this location. Yeah. It's it a cool awesome. location. It's a rusty up Camino place. And instead of in the sea, it's in a sea of clouds. Um, you have the mist through the corridors. This They're killing it with the, not landscapes, but the design of locations in the Bad Batch. This is one of my favorite locations. It's just really, really cool. Yeah, uh, it's know. fun. And I love seeing, like, later on in the episode, we see, like, the vats with the yeah. old abandoned clones in them and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It, it was pretty cool. And we'll get more into that as we go through the plot. But for now, right. it's like, yeah, Boraveal, abandoned clone facility. Very cool. We had to, You could argue that Cad Bane was like, I want the unmarked credits. Where it's like maybe they had to be physical and unmarked because he didn't want to leave some kind of... And Fennec didn't care, I trace. guess. Cad, she, Cad Bane's yeah. kind of old school. I'm getting those vibes. So maybe he just wanted a good old-fashioned handoff. And it needed to be done under the table and all that. I mean, Nalase had yeah. no problem wiring Fennec Shan money under the table. Yeah, but... Fennec is digital. Cad Bane <laughs> is still analog. I mean, he's yeah. got the times. I know. He's such a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like He's got the cowboy hat right. wanting physical credits. <laughs> like, what? Going to stuff it under yeah. your mattress there? <laughs> like, Cad Bane? trust banks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Cod, Cad Bane doesn't trust banks, confirmed. No. Yeah, he probably, <laughs> where Fennec's like, you can just Venmo me the money for right. like capturing Omega, it's no problem. <laughs> That's oh, true. Man. So there you go. We got uh, that poor exchange where Tanway taken before her time, off camera. All we see is her like falling corpse. Yeah, yeah pretty hardcore stuff. Um, Omega. And she didn't even really need the killer. No, which is kind of hard. She was like, oh, it's part of the job. It was definitely not part of the job. I know. Like, did Nala say contract the hit on Tan Wei? I don't think so. I don't think, I think so. Yeah, I think Fennec's just kind of nuts. And, but Tan Wei, I mean, the Kaminoans uh, are not really a. They're like lanky, slow moving guys. I don't. I, she didn't need to kill Yeah, him. yeah. I don't think we've ever seen a Kaminoan like do anything like action packed let alone like watch one get like killed and die and so it's no. we're seeing we're learning more about Kaminoans and seeing more of them which i always find interesting i, I like camino oh, so yeah. i thought that was really cool and obviously like with the sequel trilogy cloning played a surprisingly detailed part in that and now with mandalorian and this it's like it's kind of obvious that cloning is a plot device that's being used heavily in modern star wars storytelling so to go back and build up the kaminoans as much as they can and giving them more context is is a natural fit and i'm enjoying all of it i think it's interesting oh it's really yeah the whole cloning strand cast stuff we'll see mm -hmm. you know hopefully that develops into something a little more concrete than it's been hinted at but never really explored so right. I'd love to. I mean, Legends did it a lot um, well. So hopefully we get some of that in canon. Right, right. Uh, so while all this is going down, though, we have Omega in prison and we get Toto 360, uh, who is kind of a funny robot. I have I, whoever, I yeah. like the performance of Toto 360. Um, very, like, sarcastic, fun kind of guy. And Omega's like, oh, I'll fix your leg. I'll fix your leg. I fix legs I'm all the time. I'm just a kid. Yeah, I'm just a kid. I'm just a prisoner. So, um, it's weird that the he's robots named like after a toilet though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Toto three sixty means something pretty different to me, but um, <laughs> Omega is like, obviously it's like okay, but don't try anything funny. And then of course she immediately tries just something funny. Yeah. yeah. So she escapes, but she's a good move. Yeah. She's, you know. She's learning, you know, but she does repair him. You know, she does honor the deal. But then she's like, sorry, it'll only be temporary. Should have been a little bit more temporary. But, you know, Uh, she escapes. Uh, Tech, we get this scene where Tech confirms this is a big breakthrough for Bad Batch. This is something we've been speculating on for a long time. It's like, what's Omega's purpose in all of this? And Tech confirms Omega has first generation dna as pure as boba's which is allegedly as pure as Django's. yes 
unaltered, okay. unduplicated. Okay. It's like sharing a meme over and over, and it and it just you know gets the picture degrades. gets baked. Yeah. The JPEG, that JPEG resolution yeah, goes down. Exactly. That's why you use PNGs, Charles. Yeah. This is this is the real deal here. Okay. Now this might be a hot take. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who cares? <laughs> Well, this is becomes this whole theory. One of the discussion topics I wrote down was this whole thing on phase three clones. This is something, like, I think it's been confirmed that as they've been duplicating, it's like a, a hot meme JPEG file, right? Over and over and over. Yeah. A- and it's getting more and more cooked. And they. But there are no clones. There are no more clones. Well, they're trying. The only right. way. Camino gets shut down eventually or blown up. Who the hell knows? And. There are no phase three clones that we know of. Maybe that goes into well, like a dark what we know is the Kaminoans are trying to make phase three clones. They see that they're becoming obsolete and that they need something new and they need yeah. that pure DNA. Why does it have to be Django, though? He, yeah, okay, the clones were really good. That's at what a they good did. question. <laughs> but why does it like find somebody else? Jang- at the time, Django was just. A really good bounty hunter. Yeah, like that's it. Like, why don't they just take Cat Bane's DNA? That's true. Right. So hopefully there's something. Maybe it's like on the more... back of all this research that they've already done, and they've like they already have all this stuff. They know everything about you know Django's DNA, and to get yeah. a new host would be to go way too far back, and they'd have to like rewrite the whole book, and they wouldn't <laughs> do it in time. I think I. Yeah, that's. Right. I think they're just trying to I build like up to... all their research. But yeah, I mean, you're right. There's an interesting question of like, why haven't they been using other hosts? You know. Yeah. Well, no, no, that's a good point. Where okay, so they put in all because I guess they the, probably have all his genes Cyphus, mapped and everything. <laughs> right. So this project has been going on for what 30, 40 years or something. Mm-hmm. It's a long time. So I get they don't want to scrap it. They want to come out with new clones. But in the greater picture of things. This is kind of a lame reveal because we know yeah. meta wise, we know it doesn't go anywhere unless they change it up. And that's what I'm hoping for, because right. the end result of cloning, I thought, would be for a strand cast or a force sensitive clone or something like that to lead to um, the emperor's reincarnation body type thing right, or right. Uh, mix that in with Grogu. Like, you know, so yeah, and I we were... think there's still a connection there. We only got a piece of it. Right. We're not getting even the whole far picture. back That's as like our episode, like the hype episode. Where we were just reacting to the trailer. We were making speculations that oh, maybe Omega's force sensitive. Maybe she's got yeah. these heightened abilities. This, that, and the other. Which I'm still leaning. Which yeah, I, I think there's more because, like you said, this seems like a little bit of a lukewarm reveal to me. It's like if this is all that Omega's good for. Yeah. It makes sense in like the world of Star Wars, where if she was this fantastic figure, we would have seen her more often. But it also feels like it falls a little short. As like this was our, it's not the crux of the show, right? Yet. Right. Yeah, I think this is phase one of the overarching Omega. Right. I think there. Yeah, I agree. I think there's more Be- to Omega than the fact that she has first gen DNA. But that's still a, a, an important development. That's still a breakthrough. Oh, for sure. But we also got uh, another. Oh, I guess it might have been in the uh, the previous episode where she goes immediately, oh, he's a bounty hunter. Right. How do you know that, Omega? Yeah. She's something. Oh, is oh yeah. She walks still- up to um, what's her face, the crocodile lady, and she's like, oh, you are yeah. you are the mastermind here. I know it's you. Right. So she's so got those intuitions. I think intuitions. there's still something up. Yeah, she's got those intuitions about her, which... Um, yeah, I don't know what, like we said, but I, I still think this is phase one of a bigger reveal. Not a little... I was hoping for something a little juicier. Yeah, it's but not juicy. in universe, it does make sense. Yeah. It's like... It's a, and they mentioned Boba. I think yeah. we're really going to get a Boba Fett appearance on this show at some point. Well, we called yeah. that, la- what, two episodes But now they ago? actually have... They have spoken him into Omega being, yeah, 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 Alpha Omega. That's so true, and it, and I, I just think 
it's meant to be, and I'm excited for when we get there. We're on episode nine of how many? Like 14, 16 episodes? 16, I think. So, so we got plenty we to go. We just crossed the halfway point. Right. We got a lot going on. We got a lot going on. So Which I'm very happy yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of time for us I to meet Boba. I can't believe it's only halfway through. I know. A they really put happened. a lot into this show. Like It was very ambitious yeah. and... I'm happy that they put as much production value into the show as they did. It looks great. It sounds great. We're getting into this conflict now between Fennec and Cad Bane, and I thought it mm-hmm. looked great. There was like a scene. Fantastic. There was a scene part, where Cad yeah. Bane was like trying to use his like foot rockets to get back over the ledge, and then he like was like yeah. fumbling over the ledge to stand up. I'm like the physics and all of that looks fantastic. He's like kind of mm-hmm. wobbling because he does his arms are tied. Yeah, so he's yeah, and just the physics it, of it trying to use foot rockets too come with their own challenges, and then the way he's like mm-hmm. stumbling over the banister. Looks super good when Fennec like when that vat of that clone ex, like burst on her and she had that weird wet Kaminoan body yeah, thing <laughs> that looked kind of like what's his face in um, the sequel trilogy um, Snoke? Snoke yeah you think Snoke is a modified Kaminoan no 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 but I was just kind of like that interesting cool. how it's kind of like the Kaminoans and Snoke have similar like body shapes. And well, that's what I'm saying. And we know that Snoke is some sort of weird clone force thing. Yeah. So, like, who knows? That could have been like something that now, all these decades later, technology's advanced that we could create something like Snoke. You know. So it's like it was interesting to see, interesting to think about. I, I mean, did you not think of Snoke when you saw that weird lumpy body? Like, I Snoke. No, I thought it was a. They were experimenting on their own kind. Right. I recognized it was creepy. I recognized that as Kaminoan, like a Kaminoan species. But I also was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about Snoke right now. Like, no, it made me look. It looked more like you know the Greys, like the aliens. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Stereotypical. It looked more like that than a traditional Kaminoan. I think the eyes were big. Or we it was underdeveloped. It was naked. undercooked. <laughs> I think it was overcooked. Oh, that too. I don't know. Yeah. It yeah, has I been abandoned a for mod- a very long time. Yeah, and I think it was modified. I think the eyes were bigger. It was creepy. It was really cool. Yeah, it was creepy. So I didn't, and no, I, I think didn't there's canon about the Kaminoans that they did like do clone enhancements of their own species. So that's, yeah. I think, part of it. It's all, yeah, it's creepy. And it's interesting to see that the Prime Minister is kind of like a creepy guy too. So it's like, man, mm-hmm. it's Kaminoans. Like, there's something going on. But... For sure. You know, we, we've got different opinions competing in the Kaminoans. I kind of like it, like Kaminoan politics. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, what do you think about? We'll go back to power level. Fennec's power level. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit right before do we you hit think the she's record. Okay or is she just? Oh, sorry. Yeah, what I, was that? I think they're hitting this weird line that they're trying to balance. Right, they want Fennec Shand to be a badass right rightfully so she's like one of the only female bounty hunters she's a brand new character she's trying to be in mandalorian and all these other things so i get the pressure to like not show her getting her you know buns kicked and destroyed constantly by all these other like older characters but i do think she you know she got to wreck her too fast and she got to cad bane too fast too i mean you can well I think this fight was, in my opinion, I think this fight was very well done. The Wrecker fight was stupid, I have to say. This fight, hey, she's the hot new bounty hunter on the scene. Yeah. Cad Bane is old. Yeah, I did like that he was he's like, good, but he's You're old. Too, you don't have right enough experience, one. honey. Like, I like that he like went that way because they're like trying right. to... They're trying to establish some sort of power level balance here. And I was okay with it. You know, they made it. It was a lot. Like, at least it was like 10 times longer than the Fennec Wrecker battle. Like Fennec just did away with Wrecker in two seconds. Right. But at least there was, yeah, they were getting the drop on each other back and forth constantly. And like, it's, I I don't know if I'd even say Fennec won. I mean, she did, I guess, knock Cad Bane out cold. So that's kind of the, that's the victory right there. And she did have the upper hand throughout the whole fight. Well, wasn't that with a a bomb, I think? Yeah, she escaped and planted a bomb. Mm -hmm. Right. So in terms of like physical, like fighting ability, she didn't win. She won by outmaneuvering him with a bomb. Yeah. So, um, Cad's getting slow. Yeah. So I'm fine with it. I was, yeah. 
And it's also not surprising to me because remember, like way, way back when we first saw Fennec Shand, I was championing her as being like, look, potential role model here. I'm getting some decent vibes. And you were like, dude, she's a bounty hunter trying to kidnap her. Yeah, I was like, no. And I, I acknowledged that, but I also still felt like there was this piece that like, you know, Fennec is genuinely, you know, walking this line here being like a good guy. And it's revealed that she was being hired by Nala Say, which we knew who's we, a good who's guy. A good guy. Right. And she wasn't all she was trying to do was protect her from the other bounty hunters and all the other bad people in this environment. She's still a bounty hunter, right. but she was contracted by one of the good guys, which she was being paid to be good. Which I which is not necessarily right, good. exactly. <laughs> Whether she's actually good or not, like would she have taken the bounty to capture her and bring her to uh yes. bring her to Camino? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> why why not? <laughs> but she didn't. And I think now that she's like gotten to know Omega and all this stuff, I don't think she would at this point. But um I disagree. You That's really just... think she would? I think they're really trying to build her up For as sure. being like a morally nope. occasionally good person. I think they're really trying nope. to make Fennec someone that who's would good. That would be lame, Charles. Going this route where she's doing just it. a badass bounty hunter. She gives no anythings for <laughs> she but wants she, the they are aligning That's her cool. with the good you don't side. See that a lot. I agree. I agree. I think this is an awesome way to go with a character. It's not like tropey where or like, oh, let's introduce a new character. They're no, oh, they're kind of nice. I don't know, she could She's be, like I just murdered. She could be like a Vegeta um, type, you know, where it's like, oh yeah, morally ambiguous, but ultimately you're a softy, right? Like, come on. I, those are the no, that's I, the vibes I'm getting here with Fennec, at least when it comes to Omega. <laughs> I am. I think they're very purposefully keeping her on the aligned with the good side because i think they want her to be like a likable um you know rebel friendly character i don't think she'll actually join the rebel alliance or do anything like that but i do think they want her to be like kind of squeaky clean morality wise you know she's like, not squeaky clean by any means she's murdered you a bunch know of what i mean i, I they they I want her to be the, likable and also be cast. good yeah, yeah she's not going to be committing any war crimes or things like that but she will be a bit roguish which i'm okay with but Shh. i knew in that earlier episode that there was more here than just she is one of the baddies trying to snatch Omega away. But she's not even just a, a bounty hunter. She's an assassin. Yeah. She's killed innocent people. That's not what bounty. That's some bounty hunters like if they work for the guild and stuff. They hide. If you have a bounty on you, they're allowed to kill you. Tanway did not have a bounty on her. She did nothing wrong. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, I definitely have a, well, different, a different opinion. I think Tan Wei was done a little dirty, but I, I, I think they have big plans for Fennec Shand, and they don't want to write her off as like a villain. You know, I. Well, she's going to be a major character in the Book of Boba. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I, I and think they're they're a bunch of crazies. Just, I think they're just insane. trying to make her likable and. Like aligning, you could be a likable. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not saying she's not going to continue to be roguish and kill people and stuff. She's more than that. She's more than roguish. Well, hey, just that's one of it. It's just my opinion. Well, man. we'll see how it's it goes. Like my we'll opinion, see how man. it goes. But I think that she's gonna, you know, continue to have some kind of weird bond with Omega and. Uh, I think it's all a front. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. But we'll see. We still have, like, you know, seven more episodes to go. But even at the end of the episode, wasn't she like, hey, I could just go capture her for you. I don't care. Well, she said for more money. And she's not going to just, you know, she's going to bring her back to Nala Say. She's not going to, like, hand her over to get killed. Yeah, but if she... Because I genuinely think Fennec thinks that she's in Omega's in danger being out in the wild you know i don't think she considers the bad batch to be a group that she's necessarily i don't think she cares or i don't think she cares that much like obviously she has no problems letting them go if she's not getting paid but i do think like in that earlier episode she was like honey you're not like safe here you got to think for yourself you gotta you know do all these other things Right, that was her way of being like, "Hey, just come with me. Uh, it's safe with me." Instead of fighting and fa- you know, set phases to stun. Yes, yes, yes. That's all true. Hey, but we'll I still we'll think there's a out. little more to it. And you know, I don't want to do any Mandalorian spoilers, but she wasn't exactly just totally a monster in that either. <laughs> she was willing to make camaraderies and 
and be protective over certain characters and things like that. Well, I'm not saying she's evil, but... I'm just saying that she's trying to be likable. She's identifying with Omega more and more. I think there's something there. You know, I think it's going to get interesting. And I know they want to make Fennec Shan be a likable character. So I see all this coming down the pipeline. I've been... I've had the essence of rightness this whole time. (laughs) I've been wrong about everything, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the essence of rightness is there, so we'll see where this goes. I had one good, I had one good thing, I guess, right? Didn't I? A couple. Episodes what would ago? it have been? I'm trying to remember. remember. I'm sure you did, but I don't remember specifically. So it's in one of our episode notes <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I put it in parentheses. I was right. Charles was wrong. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's we haven't it's noted documented somewhere. somewhere. But, uh, I, I it believe is it in the drive. <laughs> I don't think I've been right about anything so far. So. That's okay. You've been close a lot, though. You've had you've my had, instincts your are on are point, yeah. but I just can't bring it home to an accurate prediction. Hey, how can you though? They're trying. Filoni is trying on purpose to not. Oh yes, yes. He he's letting people get the themes, but he doesn't want and you know dropping Cad Bane. I don't think you know. Nobody's right. Guess that's that. why all these you things know? of like people predicting all these different characters. Like I saw Star Wars theory being like, I think Cross is going to sacrifice himself to protect them. I think Nose is going to sacrifice herself to protect them. I'm like, what kind of show would this be if everyone's sacrificing themselves to protect yeah. each other? It's like, I think Filoni recognizes that as a possibility and is like, okay, how do we not do that? You know? So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Oh, and who did we see at the end of the episode? Uh, we was it's that, Nala Say. Was it? I mean, Fennec yes. and Nala Say had that had that chat, and isn't that how it ends? I think and then so. Omega's talking with Hunter. Did we not? Did we see anyone else? I don't remember. I don't know why I have the thought that did we didn't see Death Watch at all. I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting a Clone Wars mix-up again. Forget, never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's. I can imagine it being confusing to watch all of them at the same time. Um, yeah. Omega did escape in a Vegeta space pod, which I... <laughs> I saw that Speaking of Vegeta, <laughs> not the first time he's come up today, and uh, was able to be reunited with the Bad Batch. You know, I like these things where she's got these plans. She's very... How did they catch the ship, though? They caught it in midair, you know, they saw it and I mean, they didn't, it's off camera, you know, we're in Omega's perspective the whole time. So I don't think we actually know, but she did. It's not like they have a tractor beam though. I'm just saying. And it seemed like they had like a physical connection because there was the hatch that opened and there was Hunter peeking in. So they must've like definitely maneuvered a a grab. I mean, at this point she didn't have thrusters going or anything. She was just free falling. So it's still a very impressive maneuver that we didn't see, and I think that's kind of intentional because the logistics of it seem a little, a little crazy. But I buy into it. It's okay. I was like, "What? That's not how this show ends, where she dies in a fiery crash in a Vegeta space pod," you know? <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, yeah. And it's called Bounty Lost, so I, that means Omega will be found uh, by the Bad Batch. So that's fun. And we'll see where this goes, because now she's like, I'm just going to be hunted by bounty hunters forever, which maybe that's a piece. Maybe we'll see more of these bounty hunters that were in Clone Wars and were in... I think we will, especially going... The Book of Boba is about... I mean, the whole Mandalorian... It's a lot of bounty hunter stuff going on in Star Wars. And a lot of cloning stuff, too. So to have a cloning, like, bad, like, bounty hunter show makes a lot of sense. And that's where we are. Oh, and one thing I want to look up. The next time we do a lore episode, you guys should check that out if you haven't. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but um, I want to know how communication in Star Wars works. Yeah. Like, how... I'm sure there's a reason, tech-wise, that it actually works. But being able to send messages faster than the speed of light is very interesting. Um, and how I want to know how they do it. I'm sure there's a in-universe reason. I just don't know it. If anybody knows it, tweet at me at Roger Roger Pod. Yeah, give us all of your deep lore knowledge. We hunger for it, thirst for it. But just as we are hungering and thirsting for Bad Batch episode ten, which will be coming out soon, uh, 
you know, can't wait to watch it and see where this goes. Oh, yeah. The show moves fast. I didn't think we'd get a Cad Bane appearance so soon, let alone all the action that we got. And, you know, we're learning more and more about Omega. So let, let's keep this balance of action and plot development going. I think they've hit a really good stride and I hope they keep it up. Um, I think next episode's <laughs> going to be a, a little slow. A little bit. One of know? those, like, okay, we need to save some of the budget here. Like, we just had two very ambitious, action-packed episodes. Now we need to kind of slow it down. It's funny. I'm watching. Yeah. I'm watching Loki right a now. Standalone, you know. And episodes one and two were super amazing. And even the beginning of episode three was like really high production and then there's just like most of the episode is them sitting at a, a table talking to each other i'm like oh okay they ran <laughs> out of of budget money here it's like you can only have so many like planets exploding asteroids like 30 minute long yeah. battle scenes at some point they've just got to sit across from each other and talk in a room because <laughs> and it's never bad too. no it's never bad it's right. never bad it's just the balancing the budget it's like what every good showrunner does it's like recognizing the ebbs and flows of a show and how to make it all good and interesting and although i would say bad batch has had some of these dare i say filler moments um i think it's always been good and interesting so i'm looking forward to 10 so far the show's been killing it like it's as a progression from clone wars i think it's doing an excellent job and it's setting a great precedent for the future of Star Wars. I don't know how many times I have to say it. Like every, I feel like every episode yeah. we talk about Bad Batch, I say this, and it remains true. So I'm feeling good. Yeah, absolutely. And just as a side note, because I, I, I don't know why I'm still thinking Death Watch. I'm trying to find the episode online because I'm not at the TV um, where I could watch it. And, you know, I knew it was going to be a fake link, but there was somebody uploaded the Bad Batch episode nine to YouTube. And it's just a full episode of the Big Bang Theory <laughs> <laughs> with the open. I think the opening is the Bad Batch. Oh, that's and then funny. it goes right into that. And I thought that was just very nice. Funny. You got trolled, bro. I mean, if, and I was like, what's this? Gonna if it be? has a full episode of Big Bang Theory, I'm sure it's going to get flagged and removed and all that. Yeah. But it, it just made me laugh because I was like, all right, what's this going to be? Be careful, all <laughs> you people navigating the internet, <laughs> yeah. trying to get Bad Batch content. It, it's really nowhere <laughs> that I could find just, you know. Disney's cracking down. You don't cross the mouse. Well, hey, usually you could find stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean, not to. Uh, I I didn't watch the end of the a lot of the Clone Wars in the tr most traditional way. Oh boy! <laughs> but, I mean, um, it's all on. It was all on Netflix, and now it's all on Disney Plus. No, before right, that, right. See, I never watch, watched yeah. the show until it was on Netflix. Oh Only, wow! That was I my first time watching it. Yeah, and I watched it all like through. I mean, it took a while, but I watched it all. Oh, yeah, just yeah. as it was going on Netflix, and that. The first and really only time I've seen Clone Wars, I, I picked like when they were doing the last season on Disney Plus. I watched through their playlist of their twenty like cherry picked episodes, so that was recent in the past two years. But that's really it. I'd be down to watch Clone Wars again. I, I remember liking it. So yeah, it's awesome. Like I said, I'm watching it concurrently, and it's a little. Uh... <laughs> it gets my wires crossed yeah. <laughs> more than once. Oh boy. I feel like Echo. It's like, you know, I feel like if um, Death Watch made an appearance, it would have made a bit of a splash in the Star Wars community. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. That's definitely that's definitely my bad. But no worries, guys. You know, we've hit a good time mark on the episode. We managed to cover two episodes of The Bad Batch. Looking forward to episode 10 as it comes out. You know, keep up the Star Wars discussions, guys, over on the Twitter sphere at Roger mm -hmm. Roger Pod, uh, Instagram, all that other stuff. We're there too. Yeah, and if you do know about the communication things, drop me a uh, a tweet or, or an Instagram. We're or something, looking I am for very a curious genuine about discourse on the communications in Star Wars at this time. So give you a shout give out. Give us too. a shout out. We would love to talk to you. Thank you all so much. Anything else, Derek, before we wrap this up? No, this was an efficient episode. It was. I think we killed it. We killed it. As always. We, as always. As always. We're always great. We're always great. I mean, we're a little <laughs> tangential here and there, but we always brought it back home. We covered every major plot point for two episodes in a reasonable amount of time. I don't know what more you can ask for. 
Nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing. Except maybe that awesome <laughs> outro music. <laughs> oh, let's hear it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Have a good one. Goodbye. Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Roger.